0: Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, December 2, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket? The first thing we're going to do is what we always do, which is discuss what jumps off the page on the daily chart. That's the best jump-off point we can have. At present, 364.38 remains an important number. What does that number represent? It represents... One of the former highs, the most recent former high that was meaningful. So guess what? Even today, the market came back to run a quick test in the morning of what? 364.38. What you'll see later when we get into inside the numbers, you'll see there were... A handful of important numbers on the board today. 364.38 was one of them. You had the gap down below we discussed last night. If they started getting much below 364.38, it opened the door to go fill the gap. It wasn't that much lower, but they never did it. They just basically touched it. They bantered back and forth around 364.38, and that was it. And then they grinded in a chop shop formation higher for the rest of the day. In doing so, they had one pullback in the middle of the day. We did cite where the likely support would be, turned out to be within a few pennies, and they turned around as they recocked the gun and went back up in the northern direction. We'll go over more detail of that stuff inside the numbers. I just wanted to wet your whistle a little bit. What else do we have of importance on the daily chart? What's the chart actually saying? What's it speaking? What's the language it's speaking? It's speaking numbers. It's speaking candlesticks. It's speaking the next big, fat, round number. Let's go over this. So you have yesterday's high. 367.68 is the actual number. That's yesterday's high. Above yesterday's high, the only thing you can hang your hat on is the big, fat, round numbers. In this case, it would be 370. It's... 3700 in the es contract those numbers become magnetic the closer price gets to those numbers the more drawn in and the quicker price gets drawn into those numbers on the first run sometimes they come up short other times they spike it through very rarely do they hit it on the nose turn around and go back down in the other direction it doesn't really matter now that's not the point the point is where are they going on the daily chart and here's what we could say Pushing above yesterday's high, closing hourly, and then daily, certainly, above yesterday's high is pretty much a tip-off that they're going to go and get the big fat round number 370-3700 in the ES contract. Now, let's talk about likely scenarios. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but let's go over some hypotheticals that really aren't hypotheticals. It's more in terms of how the market works. And in the end, we'll give them some predetermined excuses for why they're not going to just run all the way up to 370 tomorrow. And by the way, they can. I'm not saying they won't. I'm just giving one of the hypotheticals. And one of them is this. You have a piece of news that comes out. Maybe it's wrapped around stimulus. Maybe it's wrapped around coronavirus. Maybe it's wrapped around something else. Sends the market back down, not necessarily have to go back down a lot. But sends it back down to make everybody think they're not gonna make a new high anytime soon. They find support, maybe it's at the same number, 364.38, maybe it's filling the gap down below. Either way, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, support shows up. Special teams defense is sent out on the field. Next scene shows the market's bouncing up north once again. In the end, the reason why that would have happened or might happen doesn't really make any difference. The fact is those things happen because the market is not ready yet to make that secondary or tertiary or however many you want to count into the future push higher the another leg higher. It's not ready yet. So what do they do when they're not ready yet? They eat time off the clock. They go back and forth in a chop shop formation, which is also consolidating They're eating time off the clock, building energy for the next move higher. That's really what goes on. All the reasons that surround it and the time it takes for all that to happen is just part and parcel to the thing that generally happens using the 80-20 rule the majority of the time where they eat some time off the clock for what? Three days, five days, six or seven days, either way, and then they make another push higher. So what am I saying? Again, in the world of hypotheticals, Don't be surprised to see the market back down tomorrow on Thursday, maybe even Friday morning, and then somehow, miraculously, by Monday or Tuesday, we're back up again making new highs. They do it over and over and over again. Not that they make new highs over and over again, but you get the point. All of a sudden, all they're doing is running the same play they run over and over and over again. And by the way, who is they? It's the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. What's their job? Their job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. They want to be the schmuck shirt distributor. So what do we call all that stuff? We call it back and forth nonsense noise. How do we know that there's something wrong with the market if there's something wrong with the market? Our first hint is going back to the first thing we discussed. 364.38. You start closing hourly below, it's the first sign something might be wrong. They're going to go fill the gap if they get below 364.38 for any period of time. So we're not sure yet whether there's anything wrong. It's the first tip off there could be something wrong. Now the gap. Close hourly below the gap, and there is something wrong. And the new highs would be off the table temporarily. And the fact that they would be below the gap would be in focus and inside the numbers members will have obviously the information that's relevant at the time in real time. That's the story playing the umpire calling balls and strikes above 364.38. Nothing wrong with the market. They just may not be ready yet. Now. That whole synopsis that we just went over, that really is my effort at teaching you my way of looking at the tape, looking at the market, using the tools that are in my tool belt and available to anybody else's at our disposal. It's an effort to simplify things, but yet look at the market using certain prices above or below current price to gauge what the next likely scenario is for the market. Plus a lot of other stuff mixed in there. Now, there's several of you that continue, and I don't know why you do this, but you continue to complain that I'm not telling you exactly where the market's going tomorrow, or what it's doing, and what time it's gonna do it. And here's the deal. You might not realize this, but it's one of those cases where you don't know what you don't know, and in this case, I'm trying to teach you something and you don't realize then you're not learning because you don't realize you're focused on the wrong thing. You're looking for something that really doesn't exist. You know who you are. Start with a clear slate, a clean slate, and build the knowledge without using bad ideas and bad information as the foundation for the ideas that I'm putting forth. That's the point. You can't mix and match an ice cream sundae together with a bowl of ass. Off the soapbox, back to the charts. We've got a 120-minute chart. Yesterday, we looked at a 240-minute chart. It's really the same thing. I want to use this image to talk about another spot. And that spot was that breakup candle low. And the low is... 364.93, it's another important spot and it was used today intraday for Inside the Numbers members. It's very, very close to the 364.38 from a daily chart perspective. The 364.38 really takes precedent. It is the dominant number because it was the old high. So what are they doing? They're eating time off the clock in a bullish, flaggish kind of formation. That's why I wanted to bring this back to the forefront. So it looks like this. And it doesn't matter what we call it. Maybe it's a bullish wedge. Maybe it's a flag. Maybe it's something else in some other language. It doesn't really matter what it is. What matters is, as long as they're above important stuff, they're poised and building energy to make another move higher. Period. Full stop. Inside the numbers, today was a very slow trading day. So the opportunities weren't flying in and out from left field. When the volume is light... The trading is quiet. The participation is not to be found. It makes for trades difficult to be had. However, we still have numbers. We still have a job to do. And we still are the tour guide. So we should go over the information because what's important here, and we use this as a learning opportunity what's in the notes, what happened on the charts. Did the numbers work? Regardless of whether the day was slow or not, if the numbers work, the numbers work because we want to take that information into the future and use it to our advantage when the market isn't so slow, we're going to be able to affect positive trades because the more you read this, and I'm speaking directly to Inside the Numbers members, the more you read this, the more you understand how I look at things, where I'm coming from, you start to really pull out the things that fit right into your individual comfort zone. And guess what, folks? That's where the rubber meets the road. It's hump day. Wake up a few points in the red, but after the flavor of rally yesterday, it's not much to even notice. My point there was the market was trading down a little bit, but that's not uncommon after a big update, especially first thing in the morning. You don't know what's gonna happen by 9.35 AM. So we just take it with a grain of salt. Wasn't down that much. Already, and this is like 6.30 in the morning. What am I focused on? 364.38, moving right along. So we've got some early thoughts, again, This is before the opening bell, focused on 364.38. Opening above keeps the Bulls firmly in control, at least staying above and opening above. Getting below, we already discussed that. And then there's that number again, 364.93, which is the breakup candle low that we discussed yesterday and again just before. I want to make sure we have all the ammunition we need leading up to the opening bell. We want to be game ready, moving right along about right at 9.30, so that was a nice ride on Workhorse. One of the stocks on the move, we'll get to that later. Again, just to wet the whistle again. 9.37, as for the SPY, the low of day is pennies below, 3.64.38, it's important. Now, you know what the next hurdle is, we've already talked about it enough at times, 3.64.93. Now, by 9.38, as they're pushing higher, if they're going to push higher, we have to have... A target on the upside. Some traders want to hop on the long side. Some traders may be focused on a short trade where resistance would be. So by 938, we cite 365.82 is the gap left open from yesterday. And it varies depending on the time frame chart you look at. It should be resistance if reached sooner than later. Now we're zeroing in on again. Important stuff. And the short-term intraday activity, 941. Staying above yesterday's breakup candle low, that's the one we keep talking about, opens the door to fill the gap mentioned in the prior post, 365.82. So you basically have everything you need, regardless of whatever the market does, you know what it's doing. If it's heading higher, you know where it's going. If it breaks below a certain thing, you know where it's going on the south side. If you're trying to make money doing this, by the way, that's what you need. If you're trying to make money without this stuff, you're guessing and trading on Hopium. Now you see what's going on here by 10 o'clock, staying above the certain number, opens the door to fill the gap. Some of this sounds like a broken record because they just basically traded in a very narrow range in a very slow tape all day long. Minus a little bit of a pullback and a little bit of a push here and there, it was a very slow day. Little change of pace, we'll go to a chart, you know the routine, right of the verticals, today's activity, and you see identified on the chart 365.82. So the market bottoms right around an important number, and it goes up to another important number, and even though it was small, it did find resistance there and pulled back, and you see here a low was 365.34. Doesn't sound like a lot, it's five S&P handles, but guess what, on a day where the range in total was very narrow, five S&P handles is a good trade. What we can do from here is, let me scroll up, you can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts and double check the information. If you're trading in these markets during the trading day, then you can certainly benefit from this information each and every day. Here's another one. We were looking for a target in the afternoon For 366.20, you'll see that number come up over and over and over again. 367.20 is the number that I meant to reference. As long as they stayed above 366.20, they would get to 367.20. It's a give or take pennies on either side, but go with me on this. Now watch this, I wanna show you one more thing. Look up here at the 144 post. They're doing the thing where they can't get through 366.20, so they come back down to run a test of 36560, give or take. Now there was more said about that earlier in the notes. And if you pause the video, you can read it on your own. I want to point something out. There's a lot of lines on the chart, but I want to point something out. There's a method to the madness. Believe me, have some fun with this, but this is something that you can use in the future. Watch this. I'll point out the method to the madness after the fact. Let's go over the numbers and why. The top one, 367.20. So they didn't get there. Okay, remember the 366.20? They had to get through and close candles above 366.20 to have 367.20 on the table. Okay, so they come up and they try and they try and they try and they can't. And what you'll find in the notes is if they can't do it, they're gonna come back down to 365.60. What did they do? They came down to 365.60. We don't need this one anymore for the purposes of this. So we basically had identified an important number that turned out to be in and around the low of day. Then we had the first resistance point that was a gap. It was resistance. The market came down 5 SP S&P handles. Not a tremendous amount, but it came down nonetheless. Then it hung around the next area, which was cited before it got there as likely resistance, And then if it got through, it was to go to 367.20. Now, at the end of the day, they did get through 366.20, but they didn't get to the ultimate target. Or didn't they? Again, there's always a method to the madness. What's the high in this candle? At 4.15 in the afternoon, right on the futures close, which closed 15 minutes after the regular trading hours. Guess what? The high was... 367 21 know thy numbers but here's the real method to the madness doesn't matter that the numbers were close together today sometimes they're close together sometimes they're not what happens when they're farther apart or what happens when they're any distance apart and you actually do what's on the page you actually start trading the numbers the information You start to understand where your comfort level is and which trades you want to take and which trades you don't. Guess what happens after that? I don't have to tell you. The point is, the numbers work. If you know your numbers and you can read the tape, you can do this. Let's scroll up through the rest of the notes so that you can pause the video and at least read everything that's on the page so you can double-check the work, see where the numbers came into play, see where resistance was, see where support was, see what else was being taught, inside the numbers. And then of course, we have stocks on the move. So today we had a nice big healthy list, but we didn't have a ton of stocks hit their numbers and produce trade opportunities. However, we had a couple. We'll take a look at Workhorse, and we'll also take a look at a couple that jumped the target because we can always use a couple of learning opportunities using real life data, real life charts, real life trades that were posted on the board. The first one we'll take a look at is GPC two numbers on the board 9810 9756 they're rather close together it opened below the first one and pulled up short of the second one too many times early in the day that really takes the trade at the second price off the table. And this is the way I describe this one because some of it is subjective. A lot of times you say, well, it worked anyway or it didn't work and I could have taken the trade. It didn't come close. Did it come too close? Sometimes you're not really sure. And this is the way we resolve that. If you're not really sure, you look at the chart and you say, "Eh, I'm not sure if it came too close and bounced away. I'm not sure if it didn't. If you're having that conversation with yourself, Take it off the table. It's not a good trade. You want the ones that are clean. The cleaner, the better. If it starts to look a little bit dirty, take it off the table. Always err on the side of caution. You're using real money. There's a difference between the mindset of, shoot, I got to get in the trade because I don't want to miss it, and the other person says, I'm not 100% sure. I would have liked it to come into my number a different way. I'm going to take a pass because... I want the best possible trade scenario, trade setup I can find. This one really doesn't qualify right here, right now. I'm just going to take it off the table. There's two different scenarios, same trade. Which one are you? How about Aqua? I brought this one up so we can all have a little bit of heartburn. If you follow the rules, paint by numbers, the opening print was what? 23, 28 below the number. It opened below it immediately ripped higher and found price at a high of twenty five forty eight. just minutes later. That happens, but the takeaway and the experience that you can learn something from each of these trades is the numbers work. Sometimes the market doesn't cooperate. Sometimes they just don't let you in the deal. That's the way it works. Again, it's the trick trap fool and frustrate crew. And sometimes they do let you into the deal. You had to be in this one early, meaning you really had to be loaded up, locked and loaded with an order around the opening bell, or you probably missed this trade. Here's a one-minute chart. Stock opened, the opening print was 1921, ran right down in the first minute of the day to make a low of $18.93, three pennies below the number, and ripped back up in the other direction. In the next minute of the day, the high was 20 bucks. Guess what? You have to take a dollar on an 18 or 19 dollar stock in a minute off the table. That's just the rule of you can't be stupid. Even if you take 50 cents, 70 cents, 80 cents, whatever. When you get that kind of rocket ride, you have to take something, if not all, off the table. It's just the way it works. And of course, and not of course, but of course, it was the low of day. It's not an of course, but it's a nice to have. Why does this happen? It happens because stocks are headed for a destination. And once at the destination, one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to hang out for a cup of coffee, a la bearish or bullish, wedgish or flaggish kind of thing, or they turn around and go back in the other direction. If you have the numbers and you have the destination, you have yourself a business on your hands is there anything extremely relevant or pertinent on the iwm chart by the way the iwm is my favorite market leading indicator but the market was basically quiet across the board today Some markets were down a little bit early, they recovered, everything finished kind of positive, near the flat line, not a tremendous move in either direction, and therefore not much happened. Nothing different can be said today than was said yesterday in the IWM daily chart. So what do we do? We move it along. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Do we have any new information to report here today? And the answer is no. It's in the same position it was yesterday. They were up $52. That's fine. Almost one half of 1%. They're in an uptrend. Above all the moving averages, what do we know? We know the trend is your friend until what? Until it's not the trend anymore. Net net, no change. The folks out in Silicon Valley, any change here? No. They're above the 30276. We know about that number from yesterday. That was a gap, and then 303.50, where the line is now, was the high. And guess what? They closed below it by 4 cents yesterday, if you remember the commentary. And guess what? They closed above it by a few cents today. Again, they're just eating time off the clock. Can't make a federal case out of either way. 4 cents below or 35 cents above. How about the XLF? Anything wrong? No, same deal as yesterday. Above 2680, bullish. That's weekly close. Above 28.55, which was a gap, even better yet. Where'd they close today? Above that number. Do they want higher numbers? Yeah, not saying they're do this anytime soon, but look where the weekly breakdown candle high is, and this is from the crash. This is the absolute ultimate Uber breakdown candle. Are they going to get to 30 bucks? I don't know if they will, but as long as the tape remains bullish, they can. How about good old Smashmouth. Anything wrong with this tape? Absolutely not. Uptrend above all the moving averages. Maybe it's too far above the moving averages. Maybe it's too far from home base. That's fine. But it can come back toward home base, or home base can move up toward price if it went sideways, and there would still be nothing wrong with this chart. So it's a healthy chart, it's a bullish chart. It will reverse at some point in time, as they all do, but that's not what's in front of us today. We have to take the market at face value today. Smash Mouth is bullish in an uptrend, and yes, it's getting too far away from home base once again, and therefore, it will come back down. What day, what time, we don't know yet. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is absolutely true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. It's everything I wanted to discuss. I'm David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.